everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We do have a request though before we get started. If you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando and we're on episode 302. Yes. 302. Man, feels good. Feels good to be in the 300s. And uh, today we're talking about something that is really important. It's in fact probably one of the most important things that you can do to ensure that you're making more money. And if you're listening to Pure Hustle Podcast, you, you watch our, our YouTubes, uh, you probably are following other social media resellers, y- you want to make more money. Right, like making making money is the goal, and so today no, people just listen to us because they want to listen to us. Yeah, there's a few people who are like, "Man, you're so entertaining," <laughs> or your voice is is so uh, soothing that it helps put me to sleep. A late night DJ. That's right. Uh, but today we're talking about networking, and networking is one of the things that can be a little bit scary if you're a new reseller. It can actually even seem unimportant. Like this is just something that's like only the big dogs do this or, you know, the type of research. I just do this as a hobby. I don't need to, to network. However, I can assure you networking is going to be one of the most impactful things you can do for your business. And you might not even realize all the ways that networking will impact your business, but we're going to talk about <clears> some <throat> of those today. And in, it's not always like big, grandiose networking. Sometimes it's small, little things and it has little impacts. Uh, which could lead to bigger things. So uh, if you're nervous, if you're like, man, that's not that's not me. I'm not a networker. Just stay tuned, listen, and see if we can't convince you. And uh, right now, before we get started, though, let us know in the comments below. Uh, are you are you a networker? Do you find it easy to network with people? Uh, is that something that's a little bit more challenging for you to do? Are you like Mike, old old school Mike, Pure Hustle podcast, where I didn't even want to share with people that I was a reseller? Let us know. What's your what's your experience with networking below? Now, before we get started, I want to bring in some non-reselling content. Is that okay? Well, it relates to me off here. All right. What what do we got? So I was pondering this because you had mentioned, you know, you never wanted to mention you're a reseller. And uh, just now, I mean, I wasn't pondering that thought. But I was pondering the fact that there was at one point I I went to a convention with uh, a superintendent I used to work with. And you know the story. And Mike and I did this at eBay Open. And by the way, if you're going to eBay open, I'll be there at the L.A. location. I'd like to see many of you there. You know, I know I think somebody told me eBay for business was encouraging people not to travel. I'm traveling, though. I mean, it's an hour and a half drive, but it's not too bad. But anyways, when Mike and I went to eBay open, Mike and I only hung out every once in a while. Pretty much most of the day, we did not see each other. And the purpose was so we can network. We could talk to people. And and the reason that happened was because I had gone to, you know, these teacher conventions, you always want to hang out and be clickish. <clears throat> but I remember this one time I was working with the superintendent. I was administrator at the time. And he said, Orlando, I do not want to see your face the entire day. And I was like, what? Why? Like, what, do, what? Is there something wrong? He's like, no, you need a network. You need to go out there. You need to talk with people. You need to shake hands. You need to get awkward. You need to get uncomfortable. And you know what? That was one of the greatest, probably life tips I've ever received. <laughs> And here's the thing. Here's a practical application on the education side. You know how terrible administrators continue getting work? Because they networked, right? They talked to somebody at some school, at somewhere, at some point in time. And guess what? When their time was up, whatever school they're at, they just started going back to their old connections. And guess what? 
they were fit for another school. And then things don't work out there and they jump somewhere else. And not saying that's what I did, but because I'm, I'm, I'm a I was a one time administrator. I only did it at one school. But I'm telling you, networking, whether it's a school administrator, whether it's a teacher, I know plenty of teachers that know how to network and get their salaries higher by thinking of different ways of, you know, getting a stipend or so on, or maybe you're in a retail place, right? And, and you're trying to figure out how do I, how do I get paid more, right? Well, if you network, when you go to those work conventions, uh, when you go to those conferences, networking works in all facets of life, yeah. right? It's, and, and it's in, it's very clearly in the business world. So in the business world, it's kind of built in. Um, we've got now these new programs. They're not new, but comparatively in in the course of history, things like LinkedIn, where you can use social media in order to network with people. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I was kind of like, eh, this seems lame. And and then I'm like, finally, okay, I'm going to get on this LinkedIn thing. And then amazed to see how many people that I know who are on there, who've made a lot of connections, who are able to like get jobs. I'm all of a sudden getting job like notifications for things that I'm like, oh yeah, that might be a good fit. And somebody actually recommended me for that. And, and to see that there's the, the, need for networking is so recognized in the business world, which if you think about it in the business world, if they're doing it and they're doing it well, it's because it's important, right? Mm -hmm. Because everything is efficient in the business world. And when you get out of the business world and you kind of move into your own business, I mean, it's still business, but you're not in the nine to five, you're not working for the man, you're not doing all of that stuff. It's easy to kind of try and make a hard break with everything that is corporate related. Mm -hmm. But to think that there are certain things that corporate does well, right? finances and making sure that their the numbers look right and that they're doing their paperwork. You got to carry that on to your own business. You got to carry that on to your own reselling job. And then things like networking and building up connections. That's something that you don't want to let go. And so, yeah, you're right that it's it's important no matter what field you're in. So this, a lot of the things we're talking about are going to be beneficial no matter what. Uh, but we're going to dive into the specifics about yes. how it connects Back directly to, to reselling. Like how can it directly make profit for you? How does it get money into your pockets and ensure that you're getting items for cheaper or maybe even free? You're getting uh, tips on uh, programs you can use, all types of things. So uh, networking is going to be crucial for that. So the first thing you got to figure out is who, who do you network with, right? And if you're an introvert, I know a lot of resellers are introverts, right? They got into reselling because they really didn't want to deal with people. But guess what? You can still network with your friends and your family. Not saying that you're only friendly to get something out of them, just saying, hey, that's where you can start, right? At the very base, you can, as a reseller, you know, you can tell your family, like, you know, hey, whatever comes up, don't be afraid to share that you're a reseller. You never know when somebody's like, oh, yeah, Uncle Bob, you know, back in Texas, you know, he has a whole bunch of stuff that he's been trying to offload forever and he doesn't, doesn't know what to do about it. And if you had never mentioned in a conversation that you're a reseller, no one would have contacted you. You would have never known. You would have had a bunch of inventory just sitting there. And it's super important to do that. Also, you know, with friends, if you become that go-to reselling guy, I mean, it might get annoying after a while that, you know, people contact you all the time, but it's better to get flooded with information than have no information, right? Being overwhelmed is better than being underwhelmed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times, even when I was still teaching, I was reselling on the side. People knew I was a reseller, right? And Mike had mentioned before in the previous podcast how people would give me shipping supplies, right? They were like, hey, I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, Orlando. Here's some boxes for you, right? Or somebody would say, I know someone in, in my family and I don't know if they want to do consignment. I don't know if they want to sell. I'm not really sure what they want to do. But, you know, I, I know you sell on eBay. I let them know. I gave them your contact info. And sure enough, 
ended up being a major score. So there's plenty of opportunities out there just within your circle of friends and family. Yeah, that's right. And I think that you have to look at it long term because you're not always going to have the moment you network and tell somebody, hey, reseller is going to be immediate benefit to that. Sometimes it's over time and it's mm-hmm. the networks that you make or it's the, the connections you make that seem sometimes insignificant that later on end up being some of the most significant. Uh, let me give you an example. So you're right. It, it's difficult to start this if you're an introvert and you're, I don't really like talking. I don't know how to like, I don't want to just be like at a barbecue and be like, oh, guess what I resell? You know, you kind of have to like work into it. But every place I've worked, I've done the same thing. There's boxes up in the office or up in, you know, the front room. And it, Hey, could you do me a favor? If you get any uh, boxes like this size, or if you get any of the like the bubble that comes in that, can you save that for me? I'll pick it up. And they're like, oh yeah, why are you moving? Oh no, actually I do resell. And you can just kind of throw it in the conversation mm-hmm. like that. So it's not a big ask, or sometimes you can even offer to do something. And you'd be surprised that a little bit of, of work for them actually helps too. So when somebody says, oh, I've got something I need to sell, or how do I do this? recognize that sometimes you got to spend a little bit of time that's going to be almost wasted time helping somebody who you're pretty sure they're not actually going to try and sell this thing on on eBay, but explain the process. Oh, this is how you do it. I get text messages all the time. Hey, I got this, uh, this computer. Can you help me resell it? And I don't do consignment for like friends usually, but all right, I'll spend the 20 minutes talking to you about how you can resell and how you can make sure your listing looks good and how to take pictures. And it might seem like, oh, that's a waste because half the time they don't even list it on eBay. But I can't even count the number of times where six, seven months down the road, I've helped somebody out a couple of times. And next thing you know, they've got a tip that pays off big for me. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know you resell. Uh, I found this guy who's got all of these things. Do you want them? And the fact is they know much more that I'm a reseller. And if I made that connection because I spent a little time not just taking from them. What can I get from you? What can I get from you? But being willing to use my knowledge as a reseller to help them a little bit. Because then they remember, oh, yeah. I remember he spent some time helping me try to sell this computer. He's, he sells electronics and this guy has all these electronics and and they're closing their business. And let me connect you to it, It's happened to me multiple times. So even friends and family that you think this connection that I made two years ago with, you know, a coworker, it's not going to matter at all. But you never know. That could be the, the time when you get an email or a text message. Hey, you still doing that reselling thing? Because I have this guy. I've had so many, so many. I mean, even now that I'm not even in education, I made a lot of friends, obviously, uh, when I was in education. And they still contact me to this day. I mean, you know, so you know how it is. You have work friends and then you have, like, I guess, your friends, friends, whatever, right? And so work friends, you know, usually you only associate when it's like a work-related. I, I don't know what you call it. I don't know what the exact word is. But, you know, a lot of them will still. They're like acquaintances. Acquaintances, yeah. right? So... The, you know, they'll reach out to me two years after the fact. They're like, hey, Rolanda, are you still doing this reselling? Just want to let you know about this. So you never know. You never know. All right. The other one is, you know, with rising thrift store prices, I definitely would try to network with thrift store managers. And maybe you just want to start with employees. All right. We mentioned before, if you're going thrifting, one of the best ways to be consistently there. Right. And I'm not saying every day, but you get to a place where people recognize who you are. One of the reasons I don't shave my beard is because people know who I am when I walk into a place. And I know that sounds weird. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could even wear like a clown nose. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know, but I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I run into people and they're like, oh yeah, I remember you bought this because of your beard. Like I get that a lot. And so that's one of the reasons I, I see it as like, this is a uh, financial security here. And so <clears throat> some of the best deals for me, 
have come through thrift store managers. I've had I've had many back in the day, and and now I don't go to thrift stores anymore. But back in the day when I did, they would call me up and they would say, "Hey, by the way, Orlando, I'm about to put this out on the floor." Uh, I thought this is something you had mentioned before that you like picking up. Why don't you come by and check it out? Right. It all depends. Right. Some stores have very strict policies and and that's not allowed. Other stores, they're fine with it. Uh, And what happens is over time, you become that go to guy. Right. Because overall, what you're trying to do is number one is you want to be that competition. If you can get to an item before it ever gets on the floor, you've already won. And I know even in San Diego, I know some individuals that have things set aside for them. And all they do is they just, you know, once a week pass by that store and they pick up whatever they ask that store to set aside. And the reason that store is willing to do that is because they consistently uh, pay for the items and they're consistently picking it up. And I'll talk about later how consistency and sometimes maybe overpaying in the beginning is worth it to you. So thrift store managers. And also if you're doing retail arbitrage, it's really, really helpful. Right. Because competition retail arbitrage is far greater than it is at thrift stores. And I'll never forget, you know, two years ago, uh, in the midst of, you know, the fact that we couldn't leave our homes, uh, there were certain items that were just very hot bolo items that people were trying to get. And luckily for me, I had networked with a few uh, managers of certain uh, off price is it off price stores. Yeah. Off price stores, you know, like TJ Maxx and Marshalls. And the moment I walked in that store, they're like, hey, it's the beard. <laughs> and they're like, hey, uh, man, we got we got some of those items you were looking for the other time. Uh, they're not going to come out until a couple of days, but this is when we're going to bring it out. And then they would tell me what time I'd be there and I'd be able to get, you know, 10 or 15 of those items. And instantly I'd have one or two grand in profit in my hand without having to go search. It was already there. And so networking is key because I, it, it, to me, it's you always want to gain that what uh who who is it? Who's the 10x guy? What's his name? Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. Our, you know, we love Grant Cardone. Well, love <laughs> might be a very strong word. But he has this, it's his book, right? He talks about the unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to get the, gain that unfair advantage uh where other individuals that are just, you know, just trying to go to the stores, just trying to, you know, do the normal, you're doing above normal and you're making it profitable. So be willing to work out and reach out to some of those managers at those stores. And it can be really simple with, like you were saying, connecting to the managers and the employees. It doesn't have to be over the top. It's as simple as saying hi, good morning, things like that. And enough times where they start to recognize you and then make conversation with them. Notice something about them. You know, you may be, Hey, uh, you know, that's a really nice watch you've got there. And they might have a story about it. Yeah. My, uh, my, my, kids gave it to me and blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. How many kids do you have? I have a couple. And then you've got all of a sudden a connection, make a simple thing. And one of the easiest ways to do about it is just comment on something, make it compliment them on, on, it can be anything there. I mean, don't be creepy. <laughs> there's, there's a, a line you could cross, Yeah, but it could, it you, could you have to read the room. I mean, it right? can be simple. I mean, no, no, we'll talk audience. about this later too, yeah, but yeah, know your audience, but it could be something as man, like the store is looking really clean. You guys are doing a great job. It, the compliment can be anything. It doesn't, but it has to, to be, be valid. Yeah. <laughs> it, it needs to be real. But if you can't spend a, a moment to think of something actually legitimately nice to say that would compliment a person, that says something, right? Like mm-hmm. you should be able to, in a few moments, think of something you can say kind about somebody, uh, the work they're doing, something like that. And then spend the time to remember it. If somebody tells you, oh yeah, my, my, my kids gave it to me. I got two kids. One of them's away in college. One of them's still living with me. Just remember that, you know, if they say, oh yeah, with the one kid's going to whatever college, then the next time you're in the store, you could say like, hey, how are the kids doing? 
Hey, just don't pull the Michael Scott Rolodex for hey, hey, yeah, yeah, make sure you have the colors. You remember that green, yeah. green means go. Yeah. So don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you can do that, if you can just little things, and this is like good, just pupil skills, you'd be surprised at how much that would impact because then those are the employees who say, hey, I noticed you always pick up these types of shoes, or I noticed you always pick up these. We actually got a shipment, you know, that came in yesterday. We're going to be processing it tonight. So come back tomorrow and we should have a whole bunch of, you know, boots out on the, on the, on the floor. All because you were able to connect with somebody, because if you seem like you remember them, they're going to remember you and things about you more too. So, Hey, you're always buying boots and they might not remember you otherwise, but the fact that you've connected with them and they might. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, at some sort I was the Harley guy. Yep. Right. So they always reach out for me for Harley. So another one, and this is one that people don't think about. They think it's a one and done purchase. When you go to garage sale or you do a local deal and it's a major buy, I'm not saying do this with everyone. You know, you, you buy one item and you leave probably don't want to try to network, but if you have a major buy, Right. So, for example, uh, this last time I went to garage sales and I bought a whole bunch of Department 56 stuff. Right. And so I bought a lot of stuff and they had mentioned that they had a, about 100 more items they were looking to offload. And they also mentioned that they're part of a Department 56 club. I don't know there were clubs. Ooh. Right. And that they were going to do a vote on some inventory. It was just the, I, the info that the I received. 56 club. The info that I received in that conversation. And so I left my business card, right? I, I had mentioned to him, we had talked, like you said, I had I'd kind of reached this uh, camaraderie. They were at one time a teacher and a school administrator. So we, we bonded on that level, right? They, they saw that, you know, I worked hard because I have my kids and I have multiple streams of income to make things happen. And, and we had talked about how we always wanted to make sure that our teachers were being paid. And so that bond happened and, you know, now I have a connection. I had one of the biggest halls and I, I haven't talked about this in a while, but I was talking about it a lot was my Hot Wheels hall that I had. And and by the way, a Disney shirt that I sold for a lot of money, too. And that connection happened from a garage sale. I went to one garage sale, had a bunch of Disney items and I had mentioned, hey, you know, just wondering if you have any more. And and by the way, this is after a lot of negotiation and talking. Here's my card. And she's like, yeah, you know, one day I'm going to call you because I, I think there's a bunch of stuff in a storage unit that we're going to try to look to offload. And, and, you know, we just kept talking. I saw her again at another garage sale. I think she was helping a friend. And and I, and I remembered her. And I'm like, hey, don't, weren't you at this other garage? I was like, oh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I still need to call you about that storage unit. I'm like, hey, I'm here. You got my number. Here's my business card again. Give him a call. And sure enough, after about five months, finally got that call. And it was one of the biggest hauls I've ever had in, in my reselling career. Right. And so that garage hill interaction and they're becoming a local deal interaction, which became a huge major business hall. And you've had some of those before, too, where people call you. Yeah. Leaving, leaving a business card can be beneficial. Uh, same thing with things like offer up. Uh, it's a little bit easier with offer up. You don't necessarily have to leave a business card. Yeah, the messaging is there. Yeah, they just message back. Hey, I've, I've, I just had this recently where somebody said, "Hey, I've got some more of X, Y, Z, and um, you want, do you want any?" And I basically was able to say, "Same price, same items. Sweet, let's do it." And they already knew that I was a buyer because to them it's easy if they if they have a a semi regular source that they get these things from. However, they're getting them. Maybe it's you know overstock or wherever they work, whatever. They get these items and they know they have a buyer 
who's going to, they, and I pay, I pay less than they quite a bit less than they list them for, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they know it's a quick, fast sale. I'm going to buy all of them that they have and it's easy. So yeah, offer up things like that might be the place to start. If you're, if you're just don't, you don't have business cards yet. You're not hundred percent comfortable with all of that, but it's so easy to do. And my suggestion is if you, you don't want your cell phone blown up and you don't want your personal number out there, get a Google voice number. It's free. You just sign up for it. You can sign up for it under your email address, make a free Google account and use that as your, your reselling email and as your phone number. You just throw that on your business card. Easy peasy. Even make it your... You can make a free Google account to make a Google account that's connected to whatever you sell. So if you sell, you know dolls, then you can be like the doll resale person or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. at gmail.com. That way it's easy for them to remember. And you can use that then for things like Craigslist ads, all kinds of stuff. And then, yeah, once you have, it's almost like a repeat customer, but the opposite, like a repeat seller, a repeat Mm -hmm. person who's Mm -hmm. coming to you for stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a easy thing to do. And man, business cards is one of those things that it really doesn't take any work. Once you have them, you can just Hand it out. Hey, if you get any more of these, just let me know. That's it. The conversation's done. You can walk away. You don't have to sit there and talk forever. If you're, if that's not who you are, you don't like doing that. And you can even put on there, prefer, preferably through text or only call. So depending on how you prefer to have your information. So um, easy, easy to do. And they're super cheap. I mean, you can get on Vistaprint or whatever it is. You can get business cards, like a thousand of them for 20 bucks. Best $50 I've ever right. spent. Now, this next one, I'm going to tie it into uh, talking about our Discord. It's other resellers. And one of the best ways that Mike and I continue to learn is through other resellers. And it's via our own Discord. If you have not checked out our Discord, you can go over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Pierce Podcast. Go to the link below. Just for five fifty-five months supporting us on Patreon, uh, you'll get access to our Discord. And it's a bunch of incredible resellers and we have we run the gambit we have a lot of people that do retail arbitrage we have a lot of people that do storage units we have a lot of individuals that just sell books or sell vintage clothing and it it keeps growing right and as we keep growing we get more experts i would say in the field of certain things and so it's been a really thriving community and so if you have not checked it out listen it's just less than 18 cents a day it's I would say you won't make back your money within a few minutes of just reading some of the comments by something that you will learn or something that you'll bolo that you'll find or a hustle of the week. Definitely worth it. And uh, it's been incredible. Yeah. And one of the things that a lot of people have said in there too, which I totally agree with is the accountability in there. I mean, Mm. you don't have to necessarily post a lot of people just kind of lurk and they, they just learn and read stuff. But there's some people who've specifically said, Hey, since I've joined this discord, just the fact that people are saying like, Hey, I'm trying to list 10 items today, or they mentioned, Hey, I'm, I plan to list five items today. They're following through a little bit more. They have that mm-hmm. accountability. It's like you have that skin in the game a little bit, as opposed to if you're anonymous on social media and you're not really part of any group, nobody knows whether or not you stick into your goals or not. But when you have somebody who you've been talking to a few people on, on this discord and you've kind of committed, Hey, I'm doing this thing. And does anybody have any suggestions on how to list clothes faster? And then the next day you can say, I did it. I actually achieved these things I was trying to do. And people are being, they're getting more listings done. They're sourcing more uh, just because they have that, that feeling of 
connected community, it makes a difference. Yeah. Really so does. check us out uh, on Patreon. Uh, we're a Pearson podcast. There's a link below. Uh, not only is it just about the discord, it definitely just helps us because right. Every podcast that we do uh, takes time out of our day and our reselling. And it's not only the hour or so that we spend making the podcast. It's the hours that we spend researching, putting info together and, and making a really compact podcast to get a lot of info to out to all of you. So uh, check us out. All right. Now other resellers. This has been a something that was very awkward to me at first. And, and so when we first started Pure Soul Podcast, I, I was kind of like, yo, I was my island. Like I didn't, I didn't share with other people that I'm a reseller. And, you know, I'd be at garage sales and I didn't talk to people. You know, I'd be at state sales. I didn't talk to anybody. I'd go to thrift stores. I didn't talk to anybody. I saw everybody as the enemy. Mm. Right. And over time, I learned that that, that actually w- worked against me. And so give you some examples. There's a, a one guy who's, who's a great guy, Mike. We run into him a few times and he, he sells mainly video games. Right. And he's reached out to me and said, Hey, Orlando, I don't tell this stuff, but there's a bunch of Harley items out here. You should go check it out. And sure enough, I go and there's a bunch of Harley stuff. And so whenever I come across some vintage games, video game stuff that I believe that would profit him and it's something that he would do far better on, I contact him. Right. And there's other individuals I also know here that deal with antiques and stuff, stuff that I really don't want to deal with. uh, But I come across, I'll contact them and say, hey, I got these items. I really don't know, you know, much about them, but, I'll, you know, I'll offload them to you for a price. And so you just never know. Right. You think everybody's in competition, but honestly, there's a lot of people that just they don't care for certain things. Right. There's I mean, we get reached out on DMs all the time about Hey, you know, I really thought I care for selling clothing, but I don't know anymore. You know, are you, do you want to buy on my store? Right. You just, you never know. So make, make those connections. There's another, there's a, another guy, um, who he primarily goes to the store. I shall not be named, uh, but he's a really smart guy and he only buys like antique ish. Like the stuff he buys is something you would miss at a store, but it's worth like a thousand dollars, but you wouldn't know what it is. But he knows that I do vintage toys and that I sell vintage clothing. And so he'll just call me and say, Hey, I'm gonna hang out at this store. I can be, I'm probably gonna be here for another 15 minutes. I'll hold on to this in my car. If you want to come by and, and you know, you want to buy this, let me know. So another reseller, not my competition. And I'm learning, right? I, I'm learning. He's teaching me like, this is what to look out for in this item. And I'm saying, Hey, this is why this is good. And so it never hurts to network with other resellers. Now, obviously, you don't want to undercut your own business and like just be out there about everything. Right. But you should have a circle of resellers within your own area uh, that you communicate. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I care to find. And they'll tell you that's what they're looking for. And you'll be able to work and, you know, you can dominate that market. It reminds me of uh, there's a game. I'm actually planning on doing it um, during like our teacher in service days. I have to lead like a a team building activity. Nice. And there's this, this game I learned when I worked at, uh, at a, in the corporate world and they were kind of teaching us about teamwork and all of that. And the game, and maybe you've played something similar to this is there's teams and each team has to decide like yes or no. And then the points are awarded. Like if everybody says yes, then every team gets one point. But if every team says yes, but one team says no, that team that says no gets like 10 points. But then if everybody says no, then everybody loses. So you're like trying to trick each other. Like, can I get everybody to think we're going to say yes, but I'm going to be the one to betray them and then I'll win. Nice. But the, the the moral of the story at the end of the game is had every team said yes every time, 
this is the total amount of points everybody would have had. But because somewhere along the line, people started saying, no, the total number of points that all of the teams got together is like really lower in the negatives. And it, it just shows that sometimes working against each other doesn't actually get you ahead at all. Like you think mm -hmm. that you can think that because I'm it's not a zero sum game. I, just me going against you and you failing in your reselling business isn't going to mean I'm going to be successful in mine. And if we can actually find ways to work together and say, you're right, I'm not going to give you my my replenishable that I found at Target that's making me a ton of money on eBay or Amazon. I'm not going to necessarily give you that, but I am not into vintage clothes and you're not into board games. So if we can work together and say, hey, I see somebody's got all this vintage clothes here, I'm going to send you a message. And if you find a board game score, you send me. And that's kind of how that thing works is if you're not really, you're not really working against each other. Now, there are going to be direct competition, but even there you can learn and work together and you can find ways to grow. I mean, none of us are at the point where it's like, hey, I'm Coca-Cola and you're Pepsi. You know, like we're not at that level. Yeah, and yeah. if you're at that level, then this is a totally different game. But that we're, we can all work together and find ways to, to connect. And that kind of leads us into like the next idea, which is how do we do this? How do we actually networks. There's a lot of, okay, so who do I network with? Okay. Those are good examples. One of the easiest things you can do is just smile and be friendly. Mm -hmm. Like that is one of the simplest things. And it's one of the most overlooked things. And I know for me, um, I, I, I tend to, I'm a thinker. I think inside my head and I have a lot of times people will be like, are you okay? Like what's wrong? You seem upset. And I'm not upset at all, but I'm thinking, and because I'm thinking, I'm not thinking about what my face looks like. I'm just kind of like in the zone. And so just being like proactive in your, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to smile. I'm going to have, I'm going to be engaged. Yes. I want to look when I walk up to this garage sale, I want to look at all the things on the floor, but taking a moment to look at the person running the garage sale, smiling and saying, good morning, isn't going to cost me a, a, a sale. In fact, it might get me a better deal. And I remember when I first moved to the new school that I'm teaching at right now, I've been here. So my fourth year at this school, but the first couple of months that I was there, I'd moved from a place that I just had, there was so much negativity and issues that I had at my previous job. And I moved to this new place where I have, I'm making way more money and my job is way easier. Mm. So I'm just like on cloud nine, right? I'm like, man, I've got the dream job now. Like my job, I make more money and, and things. And so every time I'd walk through the office, every time I'm happy, I'm beaming. I'm like, Hey, good morning. I I'm smiling and I'm excited. And people are like, why are you, you always seem happy? And they like, it made an impact. They're like, I love how happy you always are. And I'm like, why wouldn't I be happy? And then of course you're somewhere long enough and you start to find all the little problems here and there. And next, you know, you're complaining like everybody else, but just to think like that made an impact. Like people knew me as this guy's always really happy. And if you can do that, like it makes a difference because most people aren't, most people aren't walking around friendly and smiling. And so if you are, it, it makes a difference and that's going to make people like you. And it's people mimic. It's, it's a, we talked about that when we did the negotiating, uh, never split the difference. There's a, there's a mirroring tactic that happens. And so if you've got like a scowl on your face and you're crossing your arms and you're talking to somebody, they're going to start mimicking that. And if you're smiling and you're open and you're bright, it's, it's, it's like contagious. It's very difficult when someone's being nice. I used and to, to you. I used to negotiate back in the day. Like it'd be like angry or longer. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be like, but not realizing you're going to regret ever talking to me like this. Like, yeah. you know, when you call companies on the phone, it's like, all they have to do is just click and yeah. it's over. And, and the, the best 
case scenario is that they're going to try and defuse you, but more likely than not, they're just going to mirror your, mm-hmm, your, mm-hmm. your frustration. And then now you're, you're up against a brick wall. And so, yeah, just smiling, saying good morning, being happy. It makes a difference and it's going to make it easier. People want to, they'll want to get to know you. So one book you should pick up. And if you haven't checked out our level up review, which one day, hopefully we're almost Mike and I have this number. Like if we get this certain number uh, on our, on our Patreon, we're going to be able to do more episodes uh, and do these level up reviews, which I kind of, I, I really do miss reading these books, but one of the books we read was by, by Dale Carnegie and it's uh, how to win friends and influence people. And I would strongly recommend to anyone. I'm actually right now, uh, my, my son's going to be entering uh, the second part of his high school years and, we're going to read the book together because he's, you know, he's at the place where he's going to have to start, you know, applying to colleges and, and networking even more. And he's going to need this book. He's going to need to be able to have those right conversations. But one of the quotes in that book is you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. And I think that applies very much to reselling. And you had already mentioned a lot of this earlier on is by taking interest in the people, right? Just seeing what they're up to, seeing, you know, why are you, you know, so what led you to this garage sale, right? What, 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 you know, is, is there a story behind this item that you're selling to me or, or, you know, just basically a good morning, you know, how things, it seems like it's day two of this sale. Like, why weren't you able to, you know, you can ask questions and questions and questions. And if you take a genuine interest, I'm not saying being fake. I'm not saying, you know, manipulation, but I'm saying it's just take an interest in people. People always want to share, right? You don't know how many people you may come across that they really haven't had a solid conversation with anyone, right? It's usually like, Hey, how's it going? Good. All right. And you move on about your life. And so, take interest in individuals, and this isn't anything, not just reselling, but when you take interest in individuals, I, I can't tell you how many people I've, I, you know, I used to do these, uh, um, as administrator, we would have these, uh, uh, open house meet things. And it was for new families that were trying to go to the school. And <laughs> I would just ask people about their life and, you know, why they're thinking of bringing their kid over to our school and what's important to them. And, uh, you know, we used to do surveys of families that would come to our schools and every once in a while I'd get this comment about me that, you know, this, this person like was really, you know, caring and, 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 you know, was thoughtful and blah, blah. And honestly, I didn't do anything, but just ask questions. I didn't, I didn't even compliment them. I just asked about their life and, you know, all they had was great things to say. So people I, love talking about themselves. hundred percent. I like talking about myself. I know you do. <laughs> How much do you like talking about yourself? I, I'm more than I care to admit. <laughs> All right. So the, yeah, that's our asking questions. Make sure, make sure to ask questions. Now you also make sure you're asking business related questions, right? This, this we talk about all the time, right? You're at a garage sale, a thrift store, anywhere. Hey, do you have any more of these items or is there any other items you're looking to offload? Right. And that's where you want to make sure you don't end the relationship. Now you we'll talk about business cards in a bit, but Remember that one time you're doing the posting on Craigslist and offer up. That was good, right? You know what I'm talking about? Wait, you mean when I was like doing your contact info? Remember? Yeah. 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 Right. And those relationships didn't end. Now you had to end one because it got a little, little nefarious. Yeah. It's, it's very, that's true. That is correct. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you need to find some way to carry it on. It's, there has to be a next step. Now, 
Orlando and I, we're not, we're not the business gurus teaching you like how to, how to be a salesman and create contacts, mm -hmm. but there's, there are very clear. And I'm sure you've all seen the YouTube videos and the TikToks on them. The, all of the, the process that goes into getting the customer first, you have to do this, then you need to do this. And then it's a good idea to have an email sent out and there's a good idea. Wait X amount of time. It's almost like the dating advice people give, like don't text within X amount of time. And the skills carry through on everything. It, it, there's so much that's involved and it's almost sometimes it's like a game and there's psychology. One of the things just to make it easy though, just make it easy. Don't, don't turn it into a game and think all the statistics. Now, again, if you're trying to scale and you're trying to be a multi-million dollar company and you've got contacts that are worth millions of dollars. Okay. Then maybe you're playing these games, but if you're just meeting somebody at a thrift store or garage sale, another reseller, you've been nice. You've talked to them. You don't have to go into all of the psychology and games of how do I make sure that this is a connection that's followed up. Just leave a business card or give them your Instagram, like especially in today, if it's another reseller, sometimes it's as simple as that. Hey, you got an Instagram? Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. I've got this reselling page. I'd love to have you on there and then be the one to reach out to them. Oh, what's your Instagram? And then send them a DM right then. Like, Hey, it was cool hanging out with you. Boom. Now you've got, you started that communication and what you're doing is you're just setting up for there to be follow through later. Mm -hmm. And it's not even with you have the intention of I'm going to send this request by this date and I'm going to follow up on, you're just opening up the lines of communication and maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't, but you followed through. I, one of the best pieces of advice that I got from somebody when I first had a kid was you're going to be offered. So many people are going to offer you, Hey, if you ever need anybody to watch the mm. kids, just you know, let me know. I remember those days and, and no one. Well, but here's the thing. And people <laughs> offer though. People do. People will oh, say things it's like, like that. People all the time. Like we should do lunch sometime, but that's right? who follows through on but that. That's, Maybe one out of a hundred, but that's why this advice was so good. The lady said, when somebody says something like that to you, pull out your phone with your calendar set and say, yeah, let's set up a time and just do it. Say, uh, are you free? Like in, like Thursday, Fridays work for you. How about in like two weeks and then set up a time and then it's done. It's on the calendar. Sweet. You're going to come over and you're going to watch my kid in three months. Unless they don't want to. And then it becomes super awkward. Well, if they offered, but that's, that's what I mean. Like you just, you open up that opportunity and then follow through if you've got it. Um, somebody says, Hey, we should get together for lunch sometime. Sweet. What, what days work for you? And then offer it up and here, let me give you my number. Um, let me send you the days I'm free. And then give the ball in their court, walk away from it if you have to at that point. But at least don't just let it end because sometimes it just ends and then you're like, man, what could have been? No, I agree. <laughs> I feel like you're giving dating advice. What could have been? <laughs> Shoot your shot. That's No regrets. That's right. No regrets. <laughs> uh, but it's true. I, you know, you want to leave the ability to continue the relationship. Right. And so business cards, I will say business cards, business cards. We don't even have an affiliate link. Just go to Vistaprint. Maybe we should. But I'm telling you, there is out of anything I have purchased in my reselling career, business cards were the number one most profitable thing that I bought. Tuesday, Tuesday, I still have. I mean, I still have like 900 something left. I've only given out like 100, maybe. No, maybe like 200. But all you need is one call and it's worth it. So worth it. All right. And hey, here's the thing. Be grateful even if things don't work out, right? You don't want to burn bridges. And again, these are all life, life lessons. I can't tell you how many times, and I'm just applying this to real life, where I know people that they should have just burned the bridge. Now, I'm not saying if you were in like a bad relationship or, you know, in a marriage, whatever. I'm not talking about in those scenarios. I'm talking about in business, okay? Sometimes, you know, 
you may like you had talked about you were at a toxic place at one point in time right and then you don't you know i don't know if i'd use the word toxic i would use the it's word a little to- overused I would, yeah but i think it it's a i know I, I, anyways there were there were problems there, there were, were but irreconcilable but, differences <laughs> Man, but you didn't burn any bridges nope right and and guess what um you know when people do not burn bridges you never know when your name comes up in a conversation. Yeah. I'll give you an right? example of that. So okay. um, I had at the place I'm working at right now, I had a, a coworker leave the school partway through the year and I'm a, a lead of my team. And so, okay, this person leaves. And then it's summer school, like seven months after this person left and I get a text message and they're like, Hey, can you write me a letter of recommendation? Mm-hmm. I don't technically owe this person anything. They're not, they're not one of my coworkers now. It wouldn't be awkward. I can pretty much just delete their phone number and and not spend the 15, 20 minutes it would take to write a nice letter of recommendation. But you know what my thought process is? Of course I'm going to do that because one, that could be me one day. Right. And two, you never know when it's that person or somebody like that, that you're, you're doing something for when it could come around, maybe not this week, next week, maybe it's 10 years down the road where a connection like that, pays off where it says you go somewhere else. You're like, Hey, I'm looking for a job. Oh, I've got this connection. They got a job here. I helped them out one time. Maybe they can help me out. And those kinds of things happen with these types of reselling connections too. Maybe it doesn't work out. Then somebody tells you, Hey, I've got this, this, this big storage unit full of stuff. Let me get your number. And then, so you reach out to them. They're like, yeah, let me get back to you. And the next thing you know, they're messaging you saying, Oh, sorry. Like we sold it to somebody else. You can do the, well, that's messed up. Why'd you even tell me about it? And and you can, oh, thanks. No problem. Let me know if you ever find anything in the future. Because that could be the thing that works out mm-hmm. down the road. So you can't think of anything as, hey, this is over now forever. And this this contact, this lead is now a dead end. Because it might go cold for a long time, but there's a chance it could pay off. It's happened to me and recently a lot where... Somebody wanted, I think about, for example, there's this one time when there was a bunch of uh, Hawaiian shirts that I was supposed to buy and we just couldn't agree on a price. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm sorry I didn't work out. They're like, no, no, we already understood. Like, this is the way it's going to be. And I was like, hey, you know, we're good. You know, I just want to make sure that we're all okay. I am really grateful. I am thankful that you reached out to me. I'm sorry that the number I have and the number you were hoping for just doesn't match up. And sure enough, get a call three months later and it's hey you know orlando we got to move this stuff and you know it's a time and so we actually have more stuff and so i went over there and i bought a whole bunch of stuff cheaper than i had bought initially and that happened at least twice in the past year right the deal did not initially work out but the fact that i still was grateful led to a phone call later on so do not burn bridges that's good I'll give one little tip and this is okay. maybe a psychological thing before we move on. Um, and then this is pretty, it seems sad, uh, but is this pure as a podcast after hours too. No, no, Okay. this, this does sad is not the right word. It seems <laughs> nefarious, but it's not one of the ways you can make a good connection with somebody too, is by being willing to ask them for a favor. When you ask somebody for a small little favor that they can do for you, I'm talking, it could just be really, really small. Because then just like I mentioned with that person asking for me to write a letter of recommendation, now I've got in the back of my head like, oh, now I've got this person, I've got this connection, if I ever need to, not that I did it so that I can get, but when you ask somebody for a little favor 
that automatically builds trust with them. Like if they do something for you, so instead of you asking them to do something for you, um, or, or, or vice versa, like I have to do something for you in order to get your trust, ask them, Hey, would you mind X, Y, and Z something small? And if they do you a little bit of a favor, it actually develops a really a, a tighter bond where they're more mm. likely to reach out to you. They now feel more connected to you. Maybe a little bit in the back of their head, like, yeah, I've done something for them. They kind of owe me a little bit. It, it works for whatever reason. It's just a thing that works. Asking somebody for a small little favor can be really beneficial in the long run. Yeah, you're just opening up that yep. communication, you know? Yep. All right, hey, before we move on, uh, one company that we networked with was uh, American Bowl Boy. Yeah. I actually had reached out to them and I thought, hey, you ever uh, thought about doing any kind of affiliate program or something? And we were the first ones. We... We opened the door for all the resellers to get uh, bubble packages out to them. So they're a great company. I still order from American Bubble Boy. They are the cheapest. They are the fastest shipping. If you have not checked out AmericanBubbleBoy.com, use our link below. It helps us out. Uh, helps you out because you get the best product out there for the lowest price. And so check them out again, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. It's good. All right. Now, uh, before we move on to our hustle of the week, uh, if you're trying to find ways to network, uh, we already mentioned our discord, but we're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We are pure. Soul podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We are pure hustle cast over there. Uh, if you haven't yet, uh, you could always leave us a voicemail about your hustle of the week. We always love sharing those, uh, at 619-738-1170 at 619-738-1170. You could always shoot us an email also, uh, at pure hustle podcast at gmail.com. That's PiersPodcastGML.com. And if you're listening to the podcast and you never jumped over uh, to YouTube just to see what our uh, you know bearded bald look looks like, uh, check us out over there. Uh, you know we're at over seven thousand subscribers and we have thousands of listeners on podcasts that love some of you just come over or just hit that subscribe button uh, because even hitting that subscribe pushes up our podcast higher on the YouTube algorithm. And so it's already helped us out on iTunes reviews. And uh, also uh, make sure to smash that like button and hit that bell button. So wanted to talk about also on iTunes, if you want to leave us a review, always grateful. We're almost at 600 ratings. Whoa. So Can you get in a review before 600. Can you be in the 500 club? So why did it, wow, we, look at all these, we've been getting a lot of reviews lately. Nice. That's great. So, and I like the detailed reviews because it really helps people know, Hey, this is the podcast I need to listen to. So I just wanted to share a couple of them real quick here. Um, maybe three of them <laughs> real quick here. Oh, okay. We'll do two. Cause one of them is really long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank, I'm a literature guy. I like when you write. Thank you. Uh, Shank too. Okay, five stars said, my wife and I are eBay sellers since 98. This is the one nice. I love. The people that have been yes. listening and because you guys know it all. You don't, you don't need to listen to us, but you still do. So seriously, for the last two years, I've also been an entrepreneur and all my, all my life. And now I'm 60. I think, did I read this before? I may, I might have read this before. I'm going to read it again, just in case we haven't. All right. I love this podcast so much. I hesitate to listen to it when it arrives because I have to wait for oh, another week. We read this one. Well, thank you again. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, ne next one I uh, hear is from, uh, let's see here. Now I can't, now I can't find them. Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, this is from, uh, 
uh, SP118LV. It says, amazing, great podcast for resellers, especially if you're new to eBay. Hey, so we got new people to listen That's to, right. right? Podcast is very engaging and entertaining without, with great tips. Not without, with great tips. 100% recommended to all resellers. And I like this one because they're making fun of my pronunciation of buttons. Buttons. This is from Greg Beal. said, buttons and bows. It's buttons, right? Buttons. Buttons. Okay, sorry. So I've been listening for about three years and went back to be the beginning for all the missed episodes. I haven't continued to learn loads from these guys. Best balds, beards, and buttons in the free selling That's world. right. Maybe that's <laughs> one of the shirts we need to have. <laughs> well, thanks, Greg. I appreciate that. I resell buttons. <laughs> I sound like Forrest in a little Button bit. reseller. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about our uh, our hustle. Yeah. Am I missing something here? No. Okay, let's do it. On Hustlers, it's the freaking Hustle of the Week. Yeah, Hustle of the Week. All right. Uh, so our first one is from TJ. His Instagram handle is at TJ Buys and Sells. Uh, so he picked up a toy grab bag purely out of nostalgia because it had some Pokemon figures in it that weren't worth much. And the bag was for $4.99. Man, I love those old Pokemon stuff. I, I get it. That's one of those things where that's like my childhood. Pokemon, that was that was it. Uh, but found inside of it was a 1999 Power Ranger Light Speed Rescue Titanium Morpher without the straps. Listed it on eBay for $200 and sold in less than 24 hours for full asking price. So $4.99 for a bag of toys. You get to keep your Pokemon toys for the fun. You get to sell one piece for $200. Now, the only part that I think when something sells that fast is you're like, oh, is it too low? But no, but he researched it. But that's still like, that. that's such a good feeling. $200 from $4.99. That's a sell right there. Man, I, I, need, to get, I need to get in the uh, vintage toy game. I'm telling you, it is... I, I'm feeling like it's recession-proof. I don't know for sure, but... People keep buying toys, man. Everybody loves their toys. You get nostalgia. I mean, I the problem now is sometimes I keep them. Yeah. I'm trying to think like what toys I would keep. Like if I were a collector, part of me would say Pokemon cards, but now that they're worth stupid amounts, it's like, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm trying to think what other toys would, would like bring pogs? me back. I, I did like pogs, but th- that was like when I was really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're a decade apart, so I can't relate. See, I think I think if I could, one of these days, I'm gonna. I've I've actually sold several of them, and I've almost kept them. One of these days, I'm gonna buy an N64, and I'm going to just get my whole, whole collection of old games: Star Fox 64 mm. and Zelda: Ocarina of Time, and 007. See, I got Gold those already. Right? We could play right after the podcast if you want. <laughs> play some Gold Knight. Play some Gold Knight. Uh, we might have to do that. Hey, you know what's funny? Is somebody said it's not the same though. And I, I, I kind of feel that. Like, I, I tried playing GoldenEye with my kids. The Maybe other day. it's because you were playing with your kids. So if you're playing with somebody, like, because GoldenEye was like the original. Like, when you destroy somebody, like, yeah. Yeah. There was like the original, like, you know, now you got Call of Duty yeah. or even Halo. But back then it was like you just played GoldenEye multiplayer. Well, when you get like, in the mad slappy moments where you have no guns. Yeah. Yep. Love it. <laughs> Good times. All right. Great job, TJ, on Instagram. Uh, all right. So this comes from uh, Mrs. Moxie, Mrs. Uh, from our Discord. And I came across a vintage magazine from 1911. And so this was at the bins. And I asked, you know, why why did you pick this up? Decided to pick it up because of the plastic sleeve with cardboard backing in the bins. 
Hmm. Uh, policy basically is she picks up anything vintage uh, that looks like it's valuable. So they'll check the comps later. And that's what I see a lot of bin people do. I, I, man, you don't have time for the research. You just have to go. Dude, I've seen some uh, like TikToks of the bins. People are like, I thought San Diego was crazy. Like literally it's like cords around one, like just like flying through stuff. That's bin life is not for me, but I'm glad it is for a lot of people. Anyways, paid 25 cents at the bins. And that's why you do the bins and sold on eBay on an eBay auction, a 1911 Sunnyside funeral trade magazine. I guess there's interest in the Ooh, funeral stuff. Very macabre. macabre. Uh, sold for $117 and 51 cents plus ship. So there you go. Great job. Mrs. Moxie, Mrs. So, and, and here's the thing. We have our hashtag hustle a week on Instagram, but now we have it on the Discord, and I feel like a lot of them are just moving to the Discord. Hey, that's right. I mean, it's uh, it's premium content, premium <laughs> content. Yeah. So our next one is from Discord. So it's Cool Finds ninety two, uh, and was at going to the usual places and hit up an Amvets, which can be hit or miss for sure, at least in our area. Uh, so made a full sweep of the store and didn't find anything, and decided to do one more walkthrough before throwing in the towel. This is this is crucial. Sometimes it's worth it just to do one more quick check doesn't have to be thorough and in-depth, but you never know. Sometimes you, you you could you spot something. And notice that they were restocking mugs. He picked up two mugs, uh, one for 99 cents, uh, or two mugs for 99 cents each, sold within days. So one of them was a vintage America online mailbox mug uh, for $75 plus shipping, and another one was a Disneyland Splash Mountain ceramic mug for $185. Mug life, man. Yes, mug we need to bring that. I need... I, if we had a little bit more time and energy, I think we got to get some like real soundboard with like effects on the YouTube. But this should be like when we drop the like thug life, like glasses on us and the chain, like the, the <laughs> meme and it should be like mug life. When the Ray Gary Vee just say mug life. Mug life. Yeah, Gary Vee. Or uh, just a picture of me and you beating the heck out of that uh that mug. Oh, that, that video. If you haven't caught our mug life video, you should check it out. That To me, that's one of our greatest accomplishments of the podcast. Yeah, it was good times. Remember the people watching us in the park beating that bag? Yeah. No, I'm sure that the, that a TikTok wasn't out at the time, but I'm sure somebody, oh, that is true. somebody's got a video of us and it's on the internet somewhere. Like, what are these guys doing? Like, just patting off of just being beat with bats. Yeah, for it's, sure. Uh, good for times. Sure. Good times. All right. So what's your hustle of the week? So a while back, I mean, a while back now, I was at a garage sale and I really scored at this garage sale with a ton of, it was just a ton of stuff. It was lots of toys. Most of it was toys, toy cars, toy, various toy stuff. Um, some of them, Coke, some Coca-Cola products too. But a good portion of the sale, and the crazy thing is I, I, I filled up like three boxes worth of stuff for $30, $35, I want to say. And a good portion of the, the toys were Johnny Lightning cars. Now, you've mm. learned a lot more about Hot Wheel cars and some various... And Johnny Lightning too, yeah. Johnny Lightning can, can do well, and I didn't know much about them at the time. But I've I've made so much money on this haul, like it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I've sold tons of Coca Cola trucks. I've sold some. Um, I can't remember what the name. Uh, Buddy L. Oh, Buddy L. I've yes. sold some Buddy L stuff that came from that that haul. But I've been slowly selling the Johnny Lightning stuff, and I've had a couple of people reach out uh, a while back. Somebody reached out and said, "Is this is any of this White Lightning?" And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. So I, I type in Johnny Lightning, white, white Lightning, and I'm seeing a couple of cars, and the boxes say White Lightning on them. So I'm like, well, none of these say White Lightning. So I'm like. No, I don't think. Uh, and 
then I got a sell for another one of these and it sold. And I'm like thinking, I need to like look into this white lightning thing. So it was a good sell. And the reason I'm bringing it up as a hustle week is I bought a ton of stuff. I've made a ton of money on it. Uh, it was a, what I sold this last time was a five cars. So it was like five Corvettes in like mm. a box. And I think I sold it for like $35 plus shipping and cost of the item was probably 25, 50 cents yeah. for that box. So it's like a good sale and I've sold tons like that. But then what it led me to was that I need to actually do the research on this and figure out this white lightning thing. So I watched a couple of YouTube videos and learned quite a bit about the white lightning chase cars for Johnny Lightning. And they started back in the day, they would do these chase cars where the box itself would say white lightning on it. Well, the problem was there are limited runs. The employees in the stores that, you know, they'd come out and would be like, oh, we're here are the white lightning cars. These are the ones that are expensive. And they would just take those and buy them. And so it was easier for people to find. So then Johnny Lightning started changing how you would find whether a car was white lightning or not. And it's like little things. You'd have to know the car. So if it's like a Volkswagen bug, all of them look a certain way, except for the white lightning ones have maybe a white rim. The rims are white or the interior is white or it's like a little tiny thing that's different in them. So it doesn't say white lightning anywhere on it. Uh, but I'm looking these up on eBay and the ones that are white lightning, those, those are going for a hundred, 200 bucks for the cars. So now I'm like, I need to go back through and hopefully I didn't sell any accidentally white lightning cars for, for cheap. Uh, but I'm going to, I have still several Johnny lightning cars that I'm going to look through, but my hustle of the week not only made me money cause I made, you know, decent profit on the sell, but it's also taught me something. So now the next time I'm somewhere, cause there's been other times I've seen Johnny lightning. And to me, it's like, it's not worth it if it's a single Johnny Lightning car to mm -hmm. pick it up when I, I have so many of them that I picked up for so cheap. But now that I know about White Lightning, because I did the research and we've talked about this in previous episodes, when you can get a big bulk buy, yep. you actually learn a few things from it. Now I know how to look for a car to see, is this car White Lightning? And if it is, the the profitability goes up enormously on them. So, uh, and if it's a collector, if it's somebody, if you go to somebody and it was their grandpa had all these Johnny, Johnny lightning cars, there's a good chance. Some of the cars in the collection are going to be those chase cars. So you never know, uh, do your research, um, to hustle the week, but it's also a bolo. Look out for those, uh, white lightning cars from Johnny lightning. And John lightning, you definitely have to be careful of, cause you might think you have something, but they're like very specific on the, yep. you know, it's not like hot wheels. If you get a red line and it's from Hong Kong, pretty much it's it's a valid one. Right. But even those, like I've sold some for 50 and some for 500. Like they vary. So. Just depends. There's yep. got to be a market. All right. So my hustle of the week, there's a two, it's a two part story. <laughs> I know Mike's going to love this. And I, I was going to wait till the uh, update podcast, but there, I have another story to add for that one. So I went to a recent, I went to a garage sale and this was at six in the morning. And I've really been working on getting up early to garage sale. So I got up. Yes. I know. I know. I know. It's, and it's brutal. And here's the thing. A shout out to all the people that have kids that go to the garage sales because that just puts on another layer. And so luckily my son was just waiting for me to go into the room and wake him up. And when I woke him, he was ready to go. And I'm like, oh, yes. So I was still late. It started at 6 a.m. I got there at 6.05 and remember that runner, remember the runner guy from that one podcast I was telling you, like he was just running, like oh, trying right. to beat yep. me. He struck again. And I think it might've been the same location or it looked similar. So there's a car in front of me and it's, and it's, you know, like it's speeding on the way to the garage shell and he turns and I look at my GPS and this one was like, you know, there's the parts of San Diego, like in the boonies. And so it might tell you to go somewhere, but the red flag is where you need to go mm -hmm. on the GPS. So I just went to where the red flag went. 
So I kept going and then I see this car behind me go and get behind me. And then we pull up and it was a huge, you know, cul-de-sac driveway. So we both pull in and he gets out of his car and I'm like walking briskly, you know, he's just like running. And I'm like, I look and it's the same guy again. And I know what he's gunning for. He's gunning for, uh, there's a couple uh, Nintendo NES systems that were in the Craigslist picture and it said they had video games. So I'm pretty sure that's what he went. So I showed up and, you know, I, there's, there's a, the people running it, there's a, a gamut of people, but I, you know, the Mexican guy, I'm like, Hey, bueno días, como esta visa el Nintendo? And, you know, I'm like, Hey, did you see the Nintendo? And he's like, Oh, si, sí, estaba allá. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And I go over there and I start looking, it's gone. And I'm the dude, the dude grabbed it. That's what it was. Right. So I'm like, ah, this is frustrating. So I'm looking around and, you know, you see in the in shows where like, oh, the, the sound and the music. And sure enough, I see a vintage sealed Sony Walkman. Mm. I have not seen a Sony Walkman that's sealed in probably maybe three years, maybe four. Maybe our that hustle of the week that I had on episode six or something. Do you, do you watch the new uh, Stranger Things? I have not yet. Does I, anything? I was going to tell you, that. I was just going to sing the song that's like popular from that. Like reminded me of the Walkman. But. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, I, I promised my son I'd 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 watch it with him. So I I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's a little darker in the beginning. I'd be careful. Okay, it's, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> Not PHP recommended. Okay. I'll, okay. All right. So, but there are things that I can filter things with. So that's a whole yeah, other. There you go. So all right. Now, I uh, I see this walk and I'm like in shock. And I look and there's you know there's a $5 price tag on. I'm like, there has to be something wrong with it. So I pick it up. I look and no, it's new and sealed. And there's a bunch of resellers there and no one saw this. So I quickly pick it up. And, and here's as funny as I pick it up and I already, uh, I saw a tote nearby that had like nothing in. It. I put in the tote. And so I pick that up and I'm sourcing some other things. And, uh, I see Griswold pans. I've never sourced Griswold pans in my entire, I've seen videos on them. I've seen, you know, Instagram and I'm like, I'm looking them up and like one of them is worth like a hundred, another worth 50. And there's a $5 tag on one of them and a $25 tag on another one. I'm like, what? So I put them both in the toe and here's what's funny. It's, I had, maybe I had, I don't know, whatever. I was kind of bothered by the, the runner. And so I see a hand go and grab the toe and start pulling it away from me. And I look, I'm like, hey, man, that's mine. I, I did, you know, I'm barely awake. So I'm like, I'm jittery. Like, I'm still trying to figure this out. It's, it's another reseller I've networked with before. He's like, hey, bro, what's going on? I'm like, hey, man, how are you? Just, just to let you know, man, I, I thought like you were trying to take my stuff. He's like, I know, I was messing with you. And luckily I knew him because, dude, I don't know what I looked like when I snapped at him, but I probably did not look very friendly. So, you know, having a smile and being friendly. It's really important for networking. Uh, continue. <laughs> so, Hey, I apologize. We're good friends and everything. It was all good. And anyway, so that Walkman I listed on eBay and I, I took a lower number that I probably could have gotten $200, but I sold it in less than 12 hours for $150 plus ship. Then, and maybe you're listening to the podcast. Somebody had messaged me on, on Instagram about wanting the Griswold pan. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll get pictures, uh, you know, and, and so I started doing some research on the Griswold pan and I'm like, wait a second, this is like a $500 Griswold pan. And, and then I listed it for 500 bucks and 
somebody had messaged me and, and Mike and I actually, before the podcast did this, I said, Mike, why did P- do you know anything about cast iron and skillets? Cause Mike's like an outdoorsy kind of guy. And, and he's like, yeah, I'm like, so why do people ask if it wobbles and like how many business cards it takes to stay in place and can I spin it? Mm. I was like, what? And so, you know, I showed Mike, I took him to the kitchen. I'm like, look, it spins and look, it's flat. And, and so I sent the info to the guy and during the podcast right now, uh, I just got a, a, a nice offer. Yeah. Now it, it's, Ching. it's not where I want it to be though. So moving in the right direction. I got offered $275. Hey, that's not bad. How much did you pay for? Four or five bucks? Uh, no, the, the, this was 25. Oh, that's no. <laughs> still so. good. But uh, I'm going to try to get a little 10X. more. I think it's a little you soon. Grant Cardone, that thing. I, I countered. I countered. So we'll see. If he does accept during the podcast, I'll, I'll let everyone know. But, uh, um, you know, it's funny because I sent the message out and I'm like, all right, did I just do myself because it's not supposed to spin and it's mm. supposed to wobble? I don't know. Right. But you're, you're the, you're of the, uh, I don't know, influence, whatever. I don't know what you call it. Persuasion that it shouldn't spin because that means that. Yeah, you definitely don't want to wobble, but a spin probably isn't a good thing either. Let us know in the comments. If you sold Griswold pans, I'm interested. Why Why the question? You know, what should I know next time I get some Griswold? Yeah, I imagine if it spins, that means the, the center point is a little bit lower than the edges. So that gives it that, you know. I'm going to upload the video now of it. Yeah, which, which. I wonder if, again, that would, would impact, you know, if, if it's going to tilt and food is going to slide and all of those things would be important. But I mean, if you're using it camping, you're probably not perfectly level anyways. Like, come on. So anyways, I mean, it's uh, a piece of iron. I paid nine, <laughs> I paid $99 at garage sale for a bunch of stuff. And within a day I already was in the profit. And now I'm going to be, I'm already at five X that garage sale money. So it's yeah. my hustle of the week. So all right, hey, before we get on to our last section, uh, if you have not yet checked out Skull Shaver. And, and by the way, Skull Shaver is a product that works, uh, you know, for shaving your head. There's also products for your face. There's pr- products for body hair, all kinds. So check them out, uh, Skull Shaver. And uh, it's been great. Yeah, use promo code HUSTLE. Capital H. Capital H. And uh, it lets, uh, lets them know that we sent you. Uh, you'll get a little discount. Uh, it helps us out. So, yeah. And if you've used the school shaver, let us know. I, I want to hear honest reviews in the comments. So, all right. So how, here's the last part of it. And I think this is key. It's following up when you network. Right. And so, you know, you, you've met with this individual or, and again, this is more relating. This is not your friend and family. This is more like the thrift store manager or the garage. So this is after you make a huge deal. Right. Usually you want to send a follow up text, right? You want to say, hey, thanks so much for the deal. We appreciate it. Look forward to working again. Kind of relates to what we talked about earlier. You don't want the relationship to end. Right. Uh, I even resorted to sending thank you cards to the addresses. I know that sounds kind of weird. Is that weird? Not necessarily. I mean, there's there's actually a lot of things you can do with that. I mean, a thank you card can be really beneficial or um, another thing that, that can actually be useful and i've seen this happen uh, at places and i'm like man that's a really good idea uh is if it's let's say it's a, a thrift store bring in a box of donuts mm. you know and bring it into the employees like hey just want you know you guys are always helping me out uh go ahead and put this in your break room thank you guys so much cost you 10 12 bucks but that can make a huge difference like oh yeah that's the guy that brought in brought mm-hmm. in donuts to us and so and again, you're not doing this in order to hey i'm gonna do this and i'm 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 going going to get something out like you you can't and people can see through it. If you're just trying to be a, a shady salesman, 
it's that people see through that stuff. But when you've, you're actually grateful, somebody give, gives you a connection or, or something like that, send the thank you, or you just did a big deal with somebody. Hey, thank you so much. This is really going to help me and my family out. I appreciate you working with me. And that's all it has to be, or a thank you card if it's a really big thing. Those things, and, and it, again, it can sound like, oh, is that really necessary? But the, the, the reality is we live in a time where people don't show that kind of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so when you do, it really just sets you apart. As a teacher, I get, you know, gifts from students occasionally. Parents will, you know, send a, a gift card to Amazon. The kid will write something. And I know that a lot of my coworkers, they get the same thing. I'm probably one of the few teachers that writes a thank you card oh, back man. to each of those students. I feel like a heel. I never have. But, but it's amazing because when you do that, you're... The, to them, to the parent, like what you're saying is, hey, I, I valued what you did and what, what you gave me. And no, you're, it makes you're, a difference. You're, you're right. You're right. I mean, I'm just thinking of the 15 years that I you never did that. Yeah. Never did that. I, I honestly, in my desk at my office, in my or my classroom, I have every year I buy a pack of like blank thank you cards and it can be for anything. Even if I ask the office people, like if, if the fifth time I've had to ask the office people, hey, sorry, I messed up attendance or uh, can you print this thing out for me? Guarantee there's going to be a thank you card in their box because it, it just stands out of hey you're always working you're good man it's but it, it's amazing because it's such a simple thing to do and it makes an impact like it, it does make people think because you're not getting anything out of it like, yeah I know I, I think back, for me but, it's just a cultural thing like mm -hmm. I mean and maybe I could be wrong but within my family and everybody I know we never sent thank you cards I didn't know thank you cards existed till I went to school in the Midwest. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let us but know. The, but the thing, but that's, you're right. Cause same thing, like my family didn't do a lot of thank you cards, but then when I met my wife's family and just talking to like her grandparents, for instance, they would say things like, yeah, I sent a birthday card to little Johnny and I never heard back. I never got anything. I wonder if he got it or, you know, was it really? And so there are people where they that expect is fascinating it. to me. So, so even if it's only 20% of the population expects a thank you card or something of that nature, yeah. you never know if the person that you're sending a thank you card is one of those people. So, oh, no. so you're either one going above and beyond and it's like, wow, I can't believe this person sent a thank you card or two, you're sending it to somebody who expects it and you're at least meeting their standards as opposed to letting them down and going, man, well, I guess Orlando doesn't care. I, I'm grateful for every, I keep every, everything I ever received in the last 15 years, I have in a file. And anytime like in my education, while I teach, if I ever had a rough day or a day that I want to quit, I just go back to that file and read over it. So if you're a teacher listening to this, create one of those files. Uh, all right. Be patient. Right. Sometimes you might leave your business card. You might have that conversation and you automatically want to, you know, text. <laughs> this is like dating advice. Don't ever double text. Like you, you don't want to do those things. You don't want to seem needy. Right. Because it's same, what ends hey, up. Did you get my last email? <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You, you don't want you don't want to be that guy. So be patient because you never know. I've gotten really I've received texts three years, four years later. Going, hey, remember that one time you went to this garage sale and there were all these Harley shirts or there were all these Legos here? I, I've received so many of those. And the more you network, the more you drop off your business card and you make connections, the more frequent those will become. So, you know, just be patient. I had uh, somebody earlier this year that had contacted me in, it wasn't even February. I think it was like November or something. And they contacted me in June. And they said, hey, we're ready now. So just just be patient. And last of all, 
and um, Mike can attest to this too, uh, is don't look to get the best deal every single time. You've got to think long-term, uh, especially when you're making connection with somebody. There are times when... There are times when you're dealing with a one-off or, hey, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna haggle for every penny that I can. But there's other times where you're, you're potentially making a significant contact that could pay off multiple sourcing opportunities. And so there are times when it's okay to pay up. There's mm-hmm. times where it's okay to, hey, maybe, maybe you got a really good deal last time. And then this time when you're negotiating, it's like, all right, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to meet them a little bit closer to their number. I'm not going to make them fight so hard because I want them to have a good experience working with me. And then the next time I might try a little bit harder. But so it's it's one you 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 want to set the expectation or the the understanding that you're a person that's worth working with, that you're not just out for yourself. You're not going to be, you know, harsh and cruel and do everything you can as a as a to to get that last penny every single time, but you're you're understanding, you're willing to work with them. And then two, people see through too when you're doing, I kind of look at this along the same lines, when you're doing nice things just because you're hoping to get something back. Like if yeah. it's just a, hey, I'm doing these things for you and I'm expecting, hey, I, I I did this nice thing for you or I sent you this thing or I helped you. So why aren't you giving me this deal? If you're doing things because you expect to get something back, people see through that and and it's just fake. And it, it I'd rather the wrong never way. make the deal yep. than have somebody think that of me now i know you know you hear a lot of gurus like you don't you shouldn't care what people think but to me personally like i never want somebody to get the impression that i was just nice to them to try to manipulate them like that's a to me that's a terrible feeling now you can't help it some people will always feel like that but yeah you 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 were just trying to be you know a, a good person right and 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 what i mean by good person is relationally i mean that's a whole nother discussion but you you want to be friendly. You want to reach out, and and again, all these things that we talked about is is just every day. Like we go back to the beginning of the podcast where we had talked about a lot of the stuff that we discussed in this entire podcast, from you know just sharing with people, being interested in people, talking to people, following up with individuals, being grateful. Those are just good quality characteristics that everyone should carry. But if you carry that as a reseller. I'm pretty sure you're going to be really successful and you'll be able to level up and continue in the reselling game. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Lakes. Peace.